0: To another episode of the voicemail for this whole podcast. This is Justin. Thanks again for dropping by. It's a pleasure. Why am I speaking this accent? I'm not quite sure, but I'm going to stop right here. (laughs) Um, Sorry, it's late. Tired. Um, But yeah, I actually just finished watching another Netflix series, and I initially thought i was like yeah this is just maybe more of like an entertainment kind of thing but some interesting themes came on and really connected with which like stuck out to me as i was watching later on and so i was like man i kind of want to talk about this because once again big advocate for taking the time to process and see these deeper meanings and finding value in these kind of things and so this series is on the netflix show blood of zeus and so this, I just love Greek Greek mythology and Egyptian mythology. I actually really enjoy, I think there's just uh, cool stories and stuff like that. I just enjoy the, yeah, just the mythology aspect of it. Um, but I'll start off with just giving a, a brief summary of what the plot is, and then kind of talking about what uh, specifically stuck out to me. Obviously, there's going to be spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, I recommend you do. Uh, it's only eight episodes, I think 30 minutes each Uh, I watched it in 1.5 speed, so I got through it pretty quickly, honestly. I think in like two, three hours. I think it was more so two. Maybe I forget. But yeah, uh, so if you do want to watch that first, you know, feel free to go ahead and do that and then come visit the podcast again later. But if not, here we go. So the plot is basically, you know, if you guys know anything about Greek mythology, Zeus is always kind of infamous for uh hitting up them them mortals if you know what I mean so he's a, he's a he's a thirsty he's a thirsty chap so in this case he ends up um having sexual relations uh with a, with a queen actually so she's uh the mom is a queen to a king that's like very abusive whatever uh, and then one day Zeus is in his like falcon form he's You know playing a little bit of eye spy and then sees her you know bathing like out in the ocean who bathes in the ocean I'm not sure but he you know sees her butt naked and he's like oh so he being the creeper that he is and the horn dog that he is he later like visits her but then he assumes the form of the king. But the king is, like, normally abusive and stuff. So she's like, what the heck? So then she thinks, like, the king loves her. But then the next day, it's, like, the actual king. And the king, like, beats her. And, like, you know, it's, like, very abusive. And then Zeus comes back as the king. And this happens for a while. Initially, the mom's super confused. But she figures out, you know, that something's not right. So she kind of challenges him. Like, who are you really? She he He shows her his true form. But then Hera, his actual wife, which is another goddess, you know, figures out, and then, you know, she gets salty about it, and the queen is and is pregnant with twins, and then the one is actually the, the king of the actual son, and the one is the king of Zeus. Biologically and anatomically, that is not possible. Um, I don't think that's humanly possible at all for twins to be from two different fathers. I think they just did that for the premise of the show, but to my understanding, I don't think that's, like, humanly possible, but I don't know, could be wrong. If I am wrong, or if you want to look that up, feel free and let me know. But yeah, so basically, um, Hera tells the like, you know, kind of tips off the king and the king is trying to murder the baby, the Zeus's baby, but Zeus, you know, intercedes, the queen ends up killing the king trying to save her son, and then they run away, um, so on and so forth. So Zeus basically hides the queen and the bastard child um, in this valley. And they're like, you know, they're kind of nobodies, but because they're nobodies, they kind of get treated like crap, and their whole his uh, the main character's name is Heron, and he basically gets treated like crap his whole childhood and into his adult life with him and his mom, and you know she's you know treated as a whore and stuff like that, and he's known as like a bastard child. But before that, uh, they start off with the premise of the whole you know like Zeus fought the Titans and then defeated the Titans, but this premise was like as the Titan died, he like. He casted a curse, and the curse created these like demons, like these demons or these giants. I'm sorry. And then the giants fought with the gods, and then there was like a back and forth. No one could win, but Zeus he convinced some of the giants to side with them, and so some backstabbing giants or some double crossing giants helped the gods, and then they were able to stop the giants. Um, And then they basically locked them up in this. I think it was called a Cauldron of Darkness, and it's kind of like Pandora's box, but not Pandora's box. They just had like all the souls of the of the giants. So that was kept, you know, stored away in some secret layer. That'll be very relevant later. Um but basically it goes on Heron and he's um Oh, sorry. So the the giant bodies the bodies are still alive just the souls are to yeah, the souls are taken but the bodies are like they were st- like stowed away in the ocean by poseidon but one day like they washed up on shore and then someone ended up finding the bodies the giant bodies and then eating them or like being close to the body or touching them kind of made them go crazy and then like they would eat the bodies and turn to these demons so it's funny because this is a very similar <laughs> plot to demon slayer where it's like you know, there is a demon and then he starts to convert other people. And then they're trying to, um, you know, increase their ranks, try to grow and then, you know, take over and kill humans and stuff like that. So that's basically happening to Heron's like little village. Um, and so basically that introduction of that conflict into Heron's life kind of creates this cascade of different effects. Um, he eventually, um, he loses his mom in the fray of things because the demons are there and they're trying to find this one girl who has, uh, she's an Amazonian and she was like on a mission to stop them, but has this like secret information. And so the demons are trying to find her, but then mom ends up dying in the crossfire. Uh, Heron gets taken and then basically Zeus is trying to like stop them. But Hera is, you know, jealous AF cause she knows that he cheated. And so then he, she basically sabotages Zeus's efforts to save the queen. And then the queen dies. Zeus is mad. Hera's just acting all her jealousy because she's like really, really, you know, she's just tired of it because like this isn't the first time this has happened. So ultimately, Hera is manipulating the the main demon guy. But the thing is, the main demon guy actually ended up being Heron's brother. Uh, so the queen's the queen had the two the twins, and the one son is Heron, which is Zeus's son, and then the other son is the king's son so you know the, the crazy plot twist is that you know zeus is helping heron his own child but then heron's brother is that is the guy who turned into a demon and they also go into the back sort of like why he turned into a demon he also had like a really rough past um once zeus took away the, you know his son and the queen um when they were babies and of course like the king died because the queen killed king in order to save heron but then the uncle basically tried to kill uh, the other the other kid because he was greedy for the throne but the kid survived one of the servants tried to was save the baby and then tried to you know you know keep him um like cast you know keep him a secret but they found out he loses everything and eventually he's the one that finds he stumbles across the giant body and he's the one that consumes it so he's like the first person so it's kind of this crazy coincidence where it's like brother against brother um you know gods against gods and so this crazy conflict happens where there's this um they're trying to bring the the giants back and basically Hera's revenge plot turns into releasing the giants the souls of the giants by getting the cauldron she gets the one the demon brother to do her bidding because obviously if she does it directly it's like not a good thing but she's like trying to frame zeus uh zeus is trying to help heron just in terms of like becoming a demigod and truly realizing his power basically there's um they're trying you know one side is trying to stop the demons the other side is trying to kill zeus and over you know overtake the usurp you know mount olympus and so they have this all-out fight and ultimately zeus i think he like kills himself trying to save, basically gets out of hand because hera teams up with the giants and some of the gods to kill zeus and then zeus teams up with his gods and then and with heron and them and tries to stop hera and it's crazy because it's like, you know, like Hera's betraying her own people, but it's like, that's out of jealousy, you know, but things get out, really out of hand because Hera and Zeus are fighting, but then the giants like turn against Hera at like the heat of the moment. But then the demon brother also turns against Hera. Um, and so it's kind of crazy because then everyone just kind of turns into a free for all. Zeus ends up like kamikazeing to save Hera. Um, so it's like the, the show ends with the premise that he kind of like died or isn't there anymore. But Heron basically kind of has his hero moment where he realizes his potential. He figures out how to win. He ends up killing his demon brother. Um, but also, he ends up um, saving the day by being able to uh, retake the souls of the giants and put them back into the, the the cauldron. And then, you know, peace is brought. So, sheesh. That was t- 10 minutes, a 10-minute summary of eight episodes of 30 minutes each. So, that's like four hours worth in 10 minutes. Hello. Um, So I'll start talking about the points that kind of stuck out to me. Sorry if that's like a rough summary, but I just tried to do the best I can to be, you know, consolidate as much as I could. But before we go into the analysis, let me take a quick second to uh, talk to you about my sponsor. Okay, welcome back. So the points I wanted to talk about, I think, once again, as I was watching this, I was automatically thinking like, okay, is there going to be a typical kind of hero's journey, right? Where hero starting off doesn't really know who he is, he's kind of lost, there is a challenge, a conflict that... You know kind of brings him down or forces him to have this awakening moment. He has, you know, he has to train and kind of learn and grow and develop. And he through that, he has this journey of growing and then he reaches his potential. And then through reaching his potential, he saves a lot of people and there's like peace and resolve. Typical hero's arc, right? Pretty similar in the sense too, but there's something that really stuck out to me. So once um once Hera is like legitimate, like she makes that divide against the gods um, and it's like, it's the Hera and the gods, and then Zeus against the gods. Zeus is like, you know what, like, this is bull. So he basically brings Heron to Mount Olympus, and is trying to train him, because he knows Heron is going to be the one to kind of make the difference. So he's trying to train Heron, like, trying to bring his divine power out of him, because he doesn't have that yet. Um, but Heron's just like a really angry kid. So Zeus is like, oh, like, you. so um, he's training in like the little ring. Festus is like the blacksmith, and he has this like robot uh, Spartan that basically is like a training du- training dummy, but like fights back. And then Heron's is getting wrecked; he just like can't do anything. He's like angry, just flying. like he's just throwing himself at the target, and he's just like only using his anger. So Zeus is like, oh, you know, let go of your anger. Like you can't win like that. You have to be calm. You have to be collected. You have to, you know, channel your power through like um, you have to like control it. You know, you can't just use that rage very you know reminiscent of like star wars and stuff like that but obviously he's a really angry kid and so zeus is just trying to like beat him out of it or just like keep training him training him. But fest is like dude like he doesn't need that like what he needs is a father i was like number one that's a pretty interesting um comment because like normally i mean it is kind of cheesy but i do enjoy the aspect of like they kind of bring in this aspect of like daddy issues and because i think it's a really prevalent thing um where I don't know. Maybe some would say like, oh, you know, like daddy issues or mommy issues um, is a very typical like conflict arc. But if you think about it in real life, it's a very prevalent thing. Like I think it also made me think about my own childhood. And uh, in terms of like the conflicts that I have with my mom and my dad, and how my relationships with them as a child definitely impact the way that I behave now. I think everyone does to some degree. Um, I don't think everyone's parents are perfect I, I also don't think that everyone had some kind of f- super flawed childhood I think some people do have the blessing and the benefit to be raised in, in a pretty solid household but once again like I know not everyone's perfect so but I, I did enjoy that aspect of like you know they're bringing in this idea of like hey he's not just gonna like train 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 where kind of like in demon slayer it was really just like hard work and effort and time and he was able to kind of come out of it but for this there was this aspect of like hey like there's more to it like there's some unresolved emotional like and childhood trauma so the anger obviously comes from the idea that uh, Heron and his mom suffered you know being outcasts and not having like a father figure but the thing was the flashback was like Zeus was actually there in human form as like an old man and he was kind of he like supported them throughout a lot of different things but obviously Heron didn't know that but he, let you, he later figures out that Zeus was there just trying to help out in the ways that he could. But he's still mad. It's like, well, like, you, like why did you let us suffer? You know, like, why would you let that happen? But obviously, Zeus couldn't do too much because, you know, he was trying to... try not to get caught by her and, like, trying to, you know, keep her in a good mood, things like that. Um, but ultimately, he's super upset about, like, why him and his mom had to suffer. And then he obviously lost his mom. And was like, oh, like, why don't you save my mom? So there's just all this unresolved frustration from his childhood and his suffering and also just the anger from his the recent death of his mother and so because of that he uses that rage to fuel him in in terms of this case like fighting but it made me think to myself like that's actually a pretty I think applicable thing like when and of course Zeus is like you can't use that like you can't let emotions drive you and control you like you have to in order to truly I think uh, hone that for him it was like you know to in order to de- hone that divine power you need to put the anger aside or like let it go in order to truly kind of collect yourself and understand yourself and in the same way I think it just reminded me of my own mental health journey and how I know for me family and my relationship with my parents definitely impacted my the way I am now and that's something that I'm trying to work through in therapy right now where there's a lot of just trauma in terms of these conditionings or things like that, where even now I still kind of struggle with them. Like, why is it that I respond or react in this way? And a lot of it is because of what happened when I was younger. And I get very like angry or upset about like how I'm responding to things or like, I just don't understand. I feel like I'm just autopilot responding or like automatically reacting to things, but I'm like realizing it's not it's like frustrating when I know it's just happening because it's like an automated response versus being able to think through clearly and like act with my own like agency, exert my own agency in those situations. And so part of the therapy journey that i'm going through right now is i think coming to be come aware of those things and then you know intentionally working through them and kind of reprogramming but i did enjoy that aspect where like, you know, he talks about that and eventually heron opens up and he's like you know why like why couldn't you save you know my mom like why couldn't you save her why couldn't you help us but the thing was like he was helping them and then he was he was honest he's like honestly even though i'm a god like i'm infallible like i I make mistakes like there's, sometimes there's things I can't always do and that was when Hera basically brought all the gods in to because she knew that Zeus would try to save the mom but then Hera had like Hera was also leading the demon brother to kill the mom and the demon brother didn't know at the time that was his own mom as well but Hera was manipulating everything and kind of uh, forced Zeus into a situation where he couldn't um, do anything about it because then that would betray all the other gods and stuff and so he was like, Yeah, like honestly, that like, there's just at that moment, it was a situation where like, there's there's nothing I could do in, in my hands. And he was like, I'm sorry. And so there was that that moment of resolution and that moment of, you know, they uh, you know tried to address the conflict. And then um another part so like he there he's trying to teach and teach and teach, but it's like obviously it's not really working. Eventually Heron is able to kind of there's a moment where he finds the the chink in the armor. Is that the right word? The chink, the kink? Oh, God, I was like, chink is definitely because obviously I think of like the racial like comment, like chink. But I was like, is it chink or is it kink? But then kink is like kinky. I don't know. But they you know what I mean, like the parting in the armor and he finds a way to defeat the the robot dummy at last. But then he goes to the fates and the fates kind of tell him like, hey, you know, you have to like you have a decision to make. Like there's a lot of stuff The fa- a lot of fates are in your hands. Like you have to figure out what you're going to do. And so he kind of leaves prematurely without being able to finish his training. But I think something that was interesting was there's a heat of the moment where, you know, back like later on where it's it's an all-out brawl between like the gods, the demons, the giants and everything. And Heron is fighting, Heron is fighting the demon brother because the demon brother has the cauldron, Zeus just died, Hera like is incapacitated and now the giants are just wrecking everyone. And so... The demon brother like wants that to happen. He wants there to be anarchy and like whatever, but he's Taryn is clearly losing and he's about to lose. Um, and basically, he remembers all his training, <laughs> kind of like the whole Luke Skywalker moment. He remembers all his training, and then he basically changes and like kind of sacrifices himself to kill, uh, to kill his demon brother. And by killing his demon brother, he's able to get the cauldron and save everyone but like another kind of moral i thought or just another uh like lesson was you know like we we learn we tend to learn a lot of different things whether it's like life lessons or whether like in your profession you're learning a certain skill like for instance in the medical field like you learn how to do cpr or like you learn how to do certain things training wise but it's just so different when you actually have to execute at the heat of the moment right whether you're in Um, whether you're a health professional, whether you're like an athlete, like, you know, drills, drills and training and practice is one thing, but execution in the heat of the moment. And when you're at the stage is so different, but at the same time, sometimes it's hard to truly experience or understand or comprehend something unless it's a heat of the moment. Right. So he has this flashback where he's just constantly hearing Zeus like, Oh, let your anger go. Let your anger go. You have to be calm. And he's, it finally clicks for him. Like he finally understands like what he needs to do. And instead of with all this rage and aggression, he he like sacrifices himself kind of to, you know, he like kind of kills himself to kill him, his kill, his brother, whatever. But it was just like, man, sometimes it's only in the heat of the moment where we tend to learn something. So even in like the mental health journey where we learn about this or like, or I guess even like with faith, like we learn these concepts of like, whether it's like suffering or growing and we're like you know, I know it in theory, and I know it in concept, but it's so hard. I don't know, like, oh, like we feel like we can't execute. But sometimes in like immense suffering, or sometimes in those immensely difficult conflicts or situations is when we truly get to understand and feel and gauge the, the, the situation. And then those those words or those lessons, or those practices, the value of those things truly show. And i think that's why it's so valuable to truly you know test and push yourself sometimes like to get out of your comfort zone because it's only when you're in that discomfort and it's only when you're in the heat of it where certain truths and certain lessons truly play out or like you truly embrace or learn something so that was like another thing i thought was like really neat like a cool way they portrayed that and a great life lesson too in terms of you know in order to grow and in order to truly challenge and to like embrace yourself like sometimes you got to push yourself and be in that position where, like, it is challenging, and sometimes you might win or lose. But it's like those high, you know, high stakes moments is sometimes, or just those really difficult moments. Not saying you have to like gamble or anything, but those difficult moments, those painful moments, those real moments is when you truly learn. And so sometimes I think we our initial reaction is to always avoid that because you know we're afraid of pain, we're afraid of vulnerability, we're afraid of failure. But it's those things that actually help us to grow another thing was like her and her jealousy i mean granted zeus is a freaking <laughs> he's a dummy because in the in this depiction they apollo is also a bastard child hermes is also a bastard child um i don't know if that's actually true in like the original greek mythology but like she's obviously like oh like this has happened so many times like this is the last time you make a fool out of me and like this is where she makes the whole revenge plot and her jealousy takes her to the point where she's like manipulating people but also like you know she De- de- destroys the entire like you know she splits the gods in two and like she's just destroying everything that they create in terms of this unity i don't want to say democracy because it's not a democracy but you know like she's destroying this team it- just in order to get revenge and number one i guess it's like you know this idea of jealousy and revenge can truly like destroy you on the inside and it truly can turn you into make you do things that you might regret or things that can be really harmful not to other people not to just other people around you but even yourself and so things those strong emotions like jealousy rage or anger it can start so simply and like of course it's not to say like they don't have the right to experience that like of course if you get cheated on like of course you're going to be angry like of course you want to get revenge but it's this idea of like truly to entertain or to try to fulfill those negative emotions truly has no like there's no gain and even for the demon brother like his kind of sole thing is to avenge his himself and his mom by killing the uncle because the uncle's the one that tried to kill him and killed his mom or killed his you know his uh this this the servant that was taking care of him and stuff like that but he goes and he basically finds the uncle later and he kills him but it's like it's it's obvious at the end after he kills him like he's still his rage isn't resolved and even with Hera like her jealousy brings it to that point where she's destroying everything and everyone around her and there's that moment where uh when the giants turn against her and she's about to die but then Zeus ends up trying to save her and like you can see that there's a moment of like kind of regret and then she re- she's reminded of like her relationship with Zeus and how that like, she like still loves him and stuff like that and how even despite all those things and like despite those arguments and whatever like that 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 love was still there which is like once again another moral but I'll stick with the jealousy thing first and how, you know, it really, those kind of emotions really draw us to do stupid things. So once again, not that it, there's not that they don't have a right to feel those things. Because of course, once again, the normal reaction, like if you get cheated on or if someone wrongs like of course you're going to be angry. But trying to truly harness those, or like not being able to let those things go and just letting it kind of sit and to to bubble over truly is, is damaging to yourself and to people around you and so there's value in being able to yes embrace and feel those things you have absolute right to feel those emotions but there's also a time you know there's a time to feel them there's a time to let it go um so there's the value in that but also once again going back to how like at the end Hera kind of she flashes back to this moments with Zeus and just recognizing that Zeus really does love her and that in the heat of that moment, in terms of his actions spoke louder than his words as like he tried to save her and then he killed himself. He committed kind of like he kamikaze in order to stop the giant from killing her. Um, and how, yeah, like even despite all those things, like love somehow always is is there uh, in, its, in its own kind of broken and twisted ways. But yeah, and I think that can also be evident in, in human relationships too, right? Whether it's, I don't know if you have, if you know of people or have family or parents that, you know, are divorced or have, you know, in a broken house or broken marriage or broken households. But yeah, I think obviously those things are hard and of course humans aren't perfect. And we make a lot of mistakes and, and then no relationship is ever perfect. But I think this is I, this idea that despite a lot of, I think a lot of uh, damaging or, you know, no matter how damaged something might be like, I think there's always a case for redemption, right? And even through all the jealousy and the anger and the brokenness, like there is still those components and elements of love that we can choose choose to choose to embrace or choose to kind of turn back to. Is it easy? Absolutely not. But is it possible? Yes. And so I guess that's more of like a message of hopefulness, Um Another thing I thought was just cool was um, when Heron was brought to Mount Olympus, everyone's like, oh, my God, like, how could you bring this mortal here? And Heron's like, oh, like another bastard, you know, another bastard child. So everyone was kind of shunning Heron. But then Hermes, who was um, in that case, he was also portrayed as a bastard child of Zeus. Hermes is like the first one to go up to him and like shake his hand. And so there was this kind of unspoken bond between the bastard brothers, which is uh, um, Apollo um apollo hermes and then heron but i think i kind of appreciated that where it obviously sucks where like this this notion of like oh like you're not a, you're not a legitimate child and i think yeah like it sucks that you get treated like crap but i think even despite that there's a certain loyalty even amongst being like um, like illegitimate brothers uh, that sense of, like, just loyalty, that sense of just, like, respect and dignity to one another, I, like, appreciated that, you know, it's, like, hey, like, even though we're all bastard kids, like, we're technically brothers, like, let's look out for each other, so I really appreciate that kind of just loyalty and love, um, another theme is, like, politics, man, oh, man, oh, man, like, just the, the weaving and the manipulation and just, like, the different sides where, You know, Hera's basically revenge plot against Zeus gets a bunch of people like she takes, you know, half the gods on her side. And then she's using the demon brother to unleash the giants. And then she's also manipulating the giants to kill Zeus, all in this elaborate murder plot, revenge plot to to kill Zeus for basically him cheating on her multiple times and having multiple, um, multiple, you know, bastard kids. But it's like there's so much backstabbing and and one of the big things like the demon brother he like knows he's being used and he's like so sick of it but like he's so torn. And one of the things that he talks to Heron is like don't you hate the fact that like we're being pawns right now like just join me and then we can just get rid of all the gods together. And so even the kind of like Heron just obviously is very loyal to Zeus and stuff like that but I think the demon brother brings a very interesting perspective this this idea where there is no kind of honor there is no like loyalties like everyone has their own intentions and in a sense he's not wrong because he kind of was used both by zeus and by hera uh, hera Hera, obviously in a more like manipulative and terrible way zeus kind of was kind of came with more approach like hey like i'm being honest with you hera is actually just manipulating and lying to you just to get what she wants like i'm gonna be honest and he's actually the one that gives um gives the location of the uncle freely, whereas Harold's like, oh, look, if you do this for me first, then I'll tell you where her or the where the uncle is. But he's just sick of it because he's know he's being used and he's like, F that, dude. Like, let's just get rid of them and let's create our own world and like our own destiny. Um, but it's this idea where just with people in general, I think no matter when you're in a your family or whether at work, it's I think it's so hard this idea of working together. Because we as human beings are you know we're not perfect people we're kind of you know we're, we're flawed and so there's I think there's always issues of like communication and working together being on the same page especially when there's leadership or kind of certain um I don't know like when anything with money involved like there's always issues with like you never truly understand someone's intent and there's always conflict and you know people don't always agree and it's just, yeah, there will always be conflict in politics whenever there is people. Um, I think that's just like a truth that you have to recognize. And it's not saying that people can never get along, but I, and it's like, I guess that's a very pessimistic way to look at human interaction and teams and relationships. But I think it's also, it's like, it's a a double-edged sword, right? It's like recognizing and not being naive and saying, oh, like, you know, we're humans, like we can all get along and be together. Uh, but at the same time, you shouldn't be like, oh, like, I can't trust anyone, you know, so it's this balance of recognizing like, hey, I need to be careful and you know, like look out, you know, for myself and also just understand that sometimes I need to look beyond certain things and try to understand people's intentions uh, and obviously not put too much expectation or to, you know, to always like assess and uh, test uh to verify situations, you know what I mean? But at the same time, like, sometimes you do have to trust people. Like, sometimes you do have to make a, uh, a, like a leap of faith and things like that. And, but it's this idea of like, you know, be smart, assess the situation, assess your people. But at the same time, you know, sometimes you got to trust and, you know, try to work together and sacrifice and things like that. Um, But yeah, just this, this fight for power and just, the manipulation but then there's also the cost of it right so the like hero was the one that manipulated both the demon brother and the giants but then they're the ones that both turned on her in the heat of the moment too and so there's always a consequence to those actions as well and this idea of like everyone's intentions is kind of different where you know initially in the face of power in the face of control like some people will bow or will kneel kneeling is a very common theme in there uh, for Hera but it's like this idea that truly like You should be very wary of people's intentions, especially when you're trying to force yourself onto someone in terms of like your will or your power on them. And I think it just it comes to value like, hey, how can you on the flip side, like what it takes to truly inspire people to be able to follow or to do something with their own free will and how difficult that can be sometimes because a lot of the times we do it because like, hey, like, oh, it's my job. Like, hey, like, this is what I'm paid for. Like, oh, like if I don't do this, I'm going to get yelled at by my boss. But I don't know, like, if you try to do in real world application, like, how am I asking for something? Or how am I trying to achieve something? Like, are people, do, you know, am I, am I trying to force people to do it? Am I trying to coerce people in a certain way? Or am I kind of abusing my power, my authority? Or am I truly, you know, giving people the, the freedom and the space to choose to do something? Or like, you know, am I trying to explain and get people on the same page? Things like that, a lot of you know, just kind of philosophical, but like critical thinking application processes, and once again, I think that's kind of it in terms of uh the various things from Blood of Zeus that I that I got. Uh, I do think, um or I did look it up after. I think there is a uh, season two and three, so the show was renewed and scheduled to, uh, I think, go on for two more seasons. I don't know when it's coming out, but um yeah like those are just some of the things that stuck out to me and once again just made me think about like my own life and just life situations in general once again just the value and it's like those themes are from real life It's just imbued upon these these uh fictional stories but I think it does such a beautiful job of portraying it in this light and uh that's why just I love certain cinemas and medias because they the people that do it have a great way of showing it through entertainment but in reality there are very human and very important lessons or themes that can remind us of ourselves or the people around us or the world that we live in and they can provide great lessons you know so i didn't think i'd be doing another netflix like deep dive um but i don't know it's just for this one i watched and i was like man like i really want to talk about it so that kind of concludes this episode. Once again, if you haven't seen it, or yeah, if you haven't seen it, like I encourage you to watch it. It's not too long of a watch if you speed it up. But even then, like if you watch it normally, you could, you know, cover it down. You could binge it. But you know, I don't I don't always support that, even though I just did it myself. But I know it's not exactly the most healthiest thing. Um, but yeah, if you did watch it, Or, you know, if you have any comments or anything, like, please let me know. I'd be more than happy to hear like feedback or like after you watch it, like, what did you think? Or like, what are some things that you got from it that might be different than what I got? Because I always love hearing how like different people, uh, what may watch the same thing, but get different stuff out of it. And I think that's the great part about collaboration and discussion, right? Because not everyone will look at the thing the same way, but everyone will kind of pull different value and bring different value to the table from, uh, you know, from one, from one thing. Um, so yeah. Oh, on that note, I am contemplating on if I should record another episode or not, because I still wanted to do. I had another one in mind, but it's getting kind of late. I don't know. We'll see. But in the meantime, I appreciate you tuning in again. Um, Whatever you're doing, you know, be safe, be healthy, be happy. Make sure to find the time to I don't know, like process things in your life. Right. You know, once again, this whole podcast is about taking the time to process things. And I hope that this encourages you to to do that in your own life, whether it's something that you're watching or maybe something happened at work or an interaction that you had. Take the time to process stuff, whether it's, you know, talking to someone about it or even journaling or maybe even to start your own podcast or even like leave yourself a little self memo leave yourself leave your soul a little voicemail and be like hey i went through this i felt this i thought this and yeah i don't know i think there's a good thing about just getting your thoughts out on either paper or out in the atmosphere or out in audio like there's a value in doing that and so i hope that this was an encouragement and also just something that you could enjoy or just listen to whatever it might be um at the end of the day thanks for coming here again thanks for taking the time to listen and i hope you come back again in the future. All right. Take care. Bye.